You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello! I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. everybody welcome back to the get tucked podcast i am your host tuck i hope everyone had a nice fourth of july i drank some trulies sat on my friend's roof danced to britney spears and had a very nice 360 degree fireworks show overall it was pretty tight thank you to everyone who tuned in last week for my episode with rory of Dayseeker. it was our first week with adobe Howe, and i'm honored to have the show on their network For those that didn't hear, we will be airing every Monday at 4 p.m. on Adobe Howl. The show will be uploaded to all other platforms on Wednesdays now. This week on the show, we have the great Tyler Levinson. Tyler is the vocalist of Afterlife. Their debut album, Breaking Point, was an absolute smash, and luckily Fit for a King got to do some touring with them back when touring was a thing. They've been hard at work on a new album, and it's time to get the lowdown. So here we go, my chat with Tyler of Afterlife. up my dude i'm doing good man what's going on just hanging man it's a little bit chillier and darker here today in brooklyn but thanks for joining me on the podcast are you ready to get tucked i am ready to get tucked i've been waiting i know you've been very patient i know you're kind i appreciate you um thank you yeah it's dude i miss you guys it sucks um i wish that we could be out doing fun things and whatnot but instead we're all stuck at home um yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it it's one of those things it's like every single day i just like i think about it and i'm just like damn like what what could i be doing right now that if this didn't happen probably something way cooler um i think i forget where i'd be at i think i'd actually be done with our like world tour and maybe going to australia in july that was the game uh. plan um, Sounds like a dream right now. Yeah, who doesn't want to do that? Um, so fuck me, right? But uh, dude, so you're in California at the moment. You say you're visiting girlfriend and stuff. Well, I live here now. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I've I moved here in December, so I've been uh, I've been living in Long Beach now for about almost seven months. 
Wow. Good for you, man. That's awesome. It's been great. Uh, I always looked at California as the cooler, older brother of Florida. So yes. it's it's been pretty nice. I mean, I can't complain. Do you miss Florida at all? I think I miss the thing I miss most about Florida is like just like my friends. Because yeah. um, here it's, you know, I don't know too many people, and the people I do know are in the same type of like field as I am. So they're always busy. So I don't get to hang out with them as much. But I do miss a lot of my friends. We were just actually in Florida for, well, I was in Florida for two weeks uh, working on some music. So I got to see some of my friends. And I grew up there for like 26 years. So I have a lot of friends down there. That's awesome, man. I know. I'm sure it's weird to be, because, well, Tristan's in Texas and then Andrew and yeah. Luke are in Florida. Yeah. Okay. So Andrew and Luke are in Florida, Tristan's in Texas, and now I'm here in California. So anytime we try to do anything, it's always somebody's getting on a flight. But I mean, it was like that before I moved here anyway, at least for Tristan. Yeah. He's always just flying to Florida. It's, you know, I think it's def it's difficult at times, but I mean, my own band, we do the same thing. And in the early years, maybe it was a little bit harder, but now we appreciate it more because yeah. you get so much time together when you're on the road and then you can be like, all right, guys, I'm not going to fucking talk to you for a month. I'm going to go home and do my thing. Like, I'll see you when I see you. And that's always I feel nice like that's too. I feel like that's how this was like every band. Like every time we get done with the tour, it's like, all right, uh, well, I won't talk to you guys for about two weeks. And then, you know, yeah. let's jump back into it. Just need that decompression. Yeah. And it's not even like we ever end on bad blood. Like I would say maybe in the early years, like, you know, there was a little more like fighting and stuff. But I, I mean, you've toured with us. I would say my band's pretty happy go lucky yeah. band for the most part. Like we just leave more like, all right, I'll miss you. I'll see you. Cool. Yeah. Right. Everyone seems to be pretty chill i mean from what i saw went on those shows like everyone seemed to chill it's like it also does help when you, you know you got a good touring situation the tour is really good all the bands are cool so it's like yeah there wasn't much room for confrontation on that tour at least no we had a lot of fun on that run that was cool the, for everyone listening it was fit for a king norma jean left behind and afterlife at the time currents had played on the first half and then afterlife took over um it was sick we had a great time but um, you're working on new music, right? Uh, to some yeah, extent. Like, um, I know you said you were just working with um, your boys back home, but you've been working with Drew, who produced our records, if I'm correct. That and is correct. another person I'm less familiar with, but is kind of on his team. Yeah, so um, we planned on going to the studio in March. And as, as far as we knew, everything was going good. Um, this was like pre-coronavirus. So we went into the studio with Zach Jones, and Zach Jones has been a part of everything we've done so far from our Vicious Cycle EP to the Breaking Point LP and then now to the new record. Uh, but this time around, we have Drew Folk as the executive producer. And it's Brilliant. been awesome so far. We were, um, we were recording for about three weeks and then we had to postpone the rest of the time due to coronavirus. So then we went down to Florida uh, with Zach for two more weeks and finished out some songs we have like a couple more to do so we're just trying to find the time to get that done and it seems to be like a lot of time this year so well that's yeah, kind of nice music. though i mean having it spaced out getting to work on the songs a little bit more and not just having to shit them out in four or five weeks like you guys will be in yeah, better hands good. and especially i know it we're after working with drew on two albums the more time you give that dude 
the better. Because he's, I mean, he's got great ideas every day. He comes to the table with them constantly. So that'll be cool. Um, and the Zach guy, I, I would love to get to meet him at some point. That's very cool. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. He's um he used to be in a band called My Enemies and I. Oh, and they were signed. Okay. They were signed to Fearless and. Uh, I'm not too sure what happened with them, but I know he took on the producing recording side a little more serious, but he's been with us since day one. And he is, in my opinion, a pivotal part of the band. So it's been great having him along. Um, This is our first time working with Drew. And while we were in Florida, um, Drew, myself and Zach all wrote a song together. And it's probably like the top it's definitely a single from the album it's just it's like that good fuck yeah and drew and drew's a beast he is a beast um he's one of my favorite people ever he's so great like it's interesting because the producer role or or recording engineer a lot of times you go in and you work with somebody and you spend time with them but they don't necessarily always become like a really close friend and yeah um, we just found ourselves spending a lot of time outside of the recording sessions. And I, I just love that dude. I think he's an absolute genius and he's just the best thing that's happened to our scene in a long time. Uh, one thing that I think about when it comes to him is like when we were younger, there was that first wave of like Joey Sturgis records where yeah. all these bands blew up because of his production. And at this point in time, it's, you know, kind of Drew's time. Uh, he is making yeah, he's these got, records that are changing the game. Yeah, he's got. I think every other like it's like every other week I, I see him saying, "Oh, land the new number one track with this artist," yep. and it's it's super cool that it it's multiple artists because it just shows like it's it's not just one band that is incredibly popular. It's like his his songwriting is spanning multiple bands and it's yeah. achieving number ones and it, it's it's awesome. His Bad so. Wolf shit is crazy, bro. Like, I mean, that band is just amazing. Like, dude, yeah. that band is just sick. Like, yeah. you know, I, They're I great. think... They're great. I love that kind of stuff and I think that that band's awesome. Tommy is one of the best vocalists out. And, when, I, when I first saw that dude, I was like, this guy's in a band and then I heard his voice and I was like, holy, like, you know, holy crap. Like, yeah. this dude can sing. Oh, by the way, you can say whatever the fuck you want on the show. It doesn't matter. You don't have to like, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. catch yourself or anything like that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, All right, word. Most people don't at least outcuss me on the show. I usually okay. am the most vulgar person here. Sounds um, like a competition now. Yeah, goddamn right, brother. No, you know, I just didn't, when I originally thought about it, I've talked about this before, but originally it was going to be fit for a podcast. And then I was like, well, yeah. I don't want to upset the people that really don't like or know how I talk when I'm not on stage. Um, yeah. So I was like, you know what? Get tucked is much more suitable for what I'm Yeah, and it's, I feel like that is such a, a, I mean, it's obviously pretty clever. So like, Thank you. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's like it's the play on words. It's just it's great. Yeah, it fit nice. It was fun. I'm attempting to become the Joe Rogan of metalcore, and you know I'm already bald and short, so I'm like <laughs> halfway there. So Joe Rogan, man, that dude, that dude is something else. I went to uh, a comedy show at the Comedy Store in L.A. and I saw him. Same, he was bro. A, he was he was like a secret guest. It was it was a bunch of other people, and then he came out, and I was like, dude, this dude is insane. He was. He was telling us uh, it's like a either a skit or a story about him when he went through TSA, and I was like, "Dude, this is insane!" Yeah, we went when we were out with Drew. We went twice, and actually, dude, out of the two times I went, there was maybe you know ten or twelve comedians total, and I got heckled by at least seven of them. Um, one day, the second time I went, I decided to wear my Merce. 
Um, and I had like this all Tommy Hilfiger outfit on. I felt really cute. And yeah, uh, yeah, every comedian was just like, you have a fucking purse? Like, what a bitch. <laughs> and, and just ripped on me the entire time. It was insane. Um, but one girl I did get the the best of her which was awesome and her whole set really? sucked and it was great um yeah because i made her feel bad and it was awesome because she kept trying to like make i don't know it was a weird situation but regardless joe rogan was one of the people that didn't make fun of me and he was great and he just glows and is brilliant and i i love that dude i just yeah liked, i've yeah. seen i've seen a few of his podcasts and they're always like super like, I mean, they're like long as hell. It's like yeah. an hour or two hours. And I'm just like, all right, I don't know if I can sit and watch the whole thing, but it, it's like some like actual really good conversation on, on his podcast. Oh yeah. I, I listen to a lot of them. Um, he's very much one of the reasons why I wanted to do this where I was like, oh, he's just being himself, but is gaining this vast amount of knowledge just by having cool people that you wouldn't normally hear about on the show and he's introducing a lot of um, really intellectual people to a, a wide, wider social spectrum. So it's, it's really great to see um, that someone can just kind of take the reins and then eventually sell their show for what is rumored to be a hundred million dollars. Yeah. The yeah. Spotify deal he got, I was like, <laughs> hey, that's like, that's more than like some of like the top earning like musicians on Spotify. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he's got, you know, it's so much content. It's got such a following. It's great. I love it. Speaking of which, yesterday, my show, well, was, yesterday was Monday, uh, my show got uh, debuted on Adobe Howl and is now a part Ooh. of the Adobe Radio Network. So shout out to Eddie and Patrick. Thank you for letting me be a part of your network. Pretty fucking cool. Soon, I'm going to sell my shit for $100 million. I'm going to be rich as fuck, and I'm going to wear silk and have Gucci slippers and two pinky rings that are fucking huge, and everyone's going to be you imagine? on me. Dude, oh, like, I, I just want to come out of the bus like looking like the fucking gaudiest motherfucker you've ever seen in your life. You're like, I'm going to grow out just a little bit of hair I have because I'll have so much money I won't fucking care anymore. It'll be great. You um, could buy any type of hairstyle you want. Dude, yeah, I've been seeing commercials for people that, like, glue this toupee on their head. I think it's pretty cool looking. I'm going to try that. Get myself The human chia pet. Yeah, it looks great. Um, dude, dipping back into the the history of things, you were in a band called Every Passing Dream, I think, right? I was. Okay, cool. I was. Yeah, I remember hearing about you guys, like, around... 2013 2014 that's when you were like pretty active if i'm correct yeah you know that was uh my first band and i think for 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 the scope of that band we did take it to like a decent uh a decent level like we've done uh we toured with like when i the breather was still active mm -hmm. uh a band called those who fear sick that band um, was hard as fuck yeah, they were. That's how I met Caleb, who is now in, in Gideon. It's like oh, yeah. we met a lot of cool people over those years. Um, Luke, we did like Luke from uh, Those Who Fear also has a very cool new country project, Lakeview. Uh, yeah, called Lakeview. So anyone out there, sick. go listen to that if you like, you know, good Nashville country. But continue. It's yeah, it's uh it's even crazier with that is like when he was in Those Who Fear, he was like this tough you know he still He's looks hard tough, but like he was shit. like you know he looked like he would definitely killed you and your entire family yeah and in that band but now you know 
full-blown country. It's it's honestly pretty sick to see the transition. And there's a guy in that band, Jesse Dinero. He's the best, bro. He actually, he's from my area. He's from Florida, yeah. Well, he grew up in New York, and then he moved to Florida he? to go to Full Sail. He's actually, he grew up okay. in the Hudson Valley, and um, like I've seen some of his like old local bands. Or he used to be in this band called Buildings with a guy that I used to be in a band with. Like Jesse's been around for a minute. He's he was he's got one a of great the, voice, dude. Unreal voice. Like he was like the best singer from our area for sure. Everyone knew he would do something someday. Like and he's worked harder than everybody. I mean, he would play solo shows constantly. He moved. He like really put an effort in. He's been in a bunch of projects, and most of them do well because he can play drums play guitar and sing so he's just been all over the place but yeah well he picked the best place to be in nashville you know yeah yeah but um yeah back i mean back to every passing dream it, it was cool like i think you know i just i only got into music maybe like 2011 oh okay. uh, so it's I've, on, I've only been involved with it for maybe nine years and um that was my first band uh me and andrew started it and then there's been a this guy scott used to play drums and this kid colton used to play bass and over the years we just kind of like found out what we want to do and we released uh an ep under that and a full-length album we had uh the singer of gus uh he he was formerly in volumes he was on it then at that time uh, the singer of gideon daniel was on it at that time so we were trying to really make it work um it just for some reason, it, it caught on to an extent, but never really took off the way I guess Afterlife has. But it, it was a fun learning curve. It, it definitely taught me a lot about being in a band, um, in which I just applied to Afterlife and, and ended up working. Absolutely, yeah. Being you know the younger stages or being in a quote unquote local band is definitely hard. But I remember you guys like actually getting out onto good tours, and I don't know, I thought, for some reason, I thought you released a record with In Vogue, but I must be mistaken with that. Um, no, we were uh, we were unsigned during the entire time, and we did a full length, did all the touring, everything was, it was essentially DIY. Uh, we, I think we had an agent tour, we had an agent and a manager towards the tail end. Um, but yeah, it, we just, at, at, at one point we we're just like, all right, this is not moving in the way we want it to. So let's just go ahead and rebrand. Yeah. And that was like, I think the end of 2015. So all of 2000 or all of 2016, we were just like, all right, let's start a new band. Let's just keep the same people, uh, new name, new music. And then that's when afterlife started and we started working on the EP then. Cool. So the only person that you did you guys have two guitar players when you were every passing dream? Uh, no, we've always been a four piece. Oh, that's it's always cool. been vocals, drums, guitar, and bass. Respect. Which at times I feel like having a second guitar player would be great, but a four piece just looks pretty clean on stage. Yeah. So and now the way also, you have it, I mean, you guys reamp and everything sounds great and it's awesome. Yeah, it's like, just everything is direct and there's like it's very rare we'll play with a live cab on stage whether it's bass or guitar but yeah we I don't mean, do that shit either. aesthetic aesthetically it still looks pretty cool if you have this if you have the stage to do it yeah totally um and i you know your guys sound was fantastic and um how did how did tristan find himself in the band because i remember i think he was doing merch for maybe like bad omens or bloodline or he was something he like was that. uh he was selling merch for era uh at the time okay okay so um we 
we uh, we were about to go on tour with a band called Oceans Eight Alaska. Mm-hmm. So it was it was funny. It was it was Oceans Eight Alaska, Invent, Animate, Dayseeker, and us. Wow. So this was uh, in 2017. Pretty pretty good. Oh oh yeah yeah. It was pretty good tour. Um, and right before um, our current bass player, he he had a he couldn't like go on the tour. So we're like, all right, uh, who can we figure out to get it do? And we knew of Tristan, so we asked Tristan if he wanted to fill in. He filled in, you know, had a blast on the tour. It was just good vibes everywhere. And he was probably already got, friends with the Invent guys anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think he knew them for many years yeah. just from being from Texas, Texas and boys. Texas. Yeah, Texas was, bands dude, are all that, pretty nice to each other for the most part. I mean, I I really enjoy the Texas scene, and it seems like they're pretty, they're, you know, a bit of camaraderie going on there, so it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, Texas has always been pretty good uh, when it comes to shows and just the bands. Like, there's so many cool bands coming out of Texas. You have Invent. You have Unity. You have, there's a band yeah. called... Uh, Begotten, that's from there as well. Yeah, Obviously, it's Kendrick's Different band. King is from Texas. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I think Unity is the shit. I think that they're gonna really blow up. Um, Dude, they had a pretty promising year yeah. for this year. They was they had like a lot of cool tours booked for sure, and that's why I think it's you know they're one of those bands that just has something special. Jay is so good. I mean, if you like you know going and to a lot of shows in the Texas scene and hanging around there, you know he's just one of those guys that you would get to know pretty quickly and. I think the emo night thing that he hosts where he's one of the biggest emo night hosts in the country. Um, and I think that that definitely helped the band as well. But yeah, if you guys haven't listened to unity TX, go fucking listen to them. They're out on pure noise records, super fucking great band. Um, and yeah, begotten, I don't nuts. think begotten signed yet. Maybe they I should. think begotten is on stay sick. Oh, I'm okay. Not, I'm not, I think you I'm are not right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're right on that. But yeah, shout out to Kendrick and Begotten. Great fucking bands. And I like the I like the goth thing personally. I think if I was yeah. more comfortable with myself in high school, I would have been far more goth than I was. Um, Massive trip pants. Dude, you know it, man. It's fucking awesome. Uh, I I don't know. I'd probably hurt myself. I'm pretty clumsy. Well, I, you know what? I don't know. I spin around like an asshole all the time, and I don't hurt myself, so... Dude, yeah. there were some nights on that tour, I'd be like watching you, and I was like, dude, this... I don't know how you don't get sick or dizzy because like it was just nuts i thought andrew spun a lot and then i was like bro this dude does not stop as long as i don't drink i'm fine like even the couple times like now when i'll like go climb a bar and like steal some alcohol i can like take a shot or something but i just don't drink before i play and then i'm fine if i drink then i start spinning and i think i'm just gonna throw up and get winded and shit I don't know. That's like it's pot. I don't know. Like, it's the weed. It keeps you grounded, bro. I don't think I could <laughs> ever like it's. That's like one thing is like there's some people I know that like you know they have to have a drink before they play or they have to have, uh, smoke some weed before they play. It's like, bro. I I don't think I could ever do it. I have to be so clear minded. Yeah. When I go up there, it's and it was it was just, I wouldn't say difficult, but when we were in Europe, obviously Germany, every venue like the, the catering is just you want a fridge of beer, you know. Like it was you very can get beer easy before for me you to can have get water. It's like seriously, yeah, and that's always been tough for us too because we, you know, like Kirby and I, we, I don't really drink too much. Kirby's straight edge, and I think that that's part of what helps him to remain so solid on tour for sure. It's just alcohol dries out your throat so much. So if you're singing, I find myself getting strained far earlier than I need to, um, yeah. and I think the only reason why I like 
can smoke on like before I play is because I smoke all day long. I'm a terrible pothead, so it's just it's not like I'm fucked up. Um, just yeah. never been a I, you know I don't I don't like to party and tour very much. I think it makes me exhausted and breaks my body down quite a bit. Um, and when you are like yeah. trying to like my show performance is more of a cardio workout than it is playing an instrument. So. You know, I have to kind of be in a certain level of shape and have my body operating away. Otherwise, I look like shit, and then it's not fun for the kids. So it's one of those things where I had to choose a long time ago. It's all for the kids. Yeah, man. Like, you have to make those decisions where it's like, well, do I want to do a good job and sing well and put on a crazy show and be that guy that these people are like, wow, that guy fucking climbed this thing and he's nuts. Like, you know, leave a memory or do I want to be a drunk asshole on stage? No offense to people that do that. I think that if you can handle it, like God bless your heart, it's just not something that I personally can do. Um, yeah. Cause those, those kids will remember one bad show over a hundred good shows. You know, it's 100%. like you, you mess up once. It's like, dude, I don't know if I like your band anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's just not we're not willing to risk that, you know what I mean? It's not um it's just not fun for me. The idea of that is not enjoyable. Um but yeah, so you guys when you started Afterlife, did you do like have like a while where you were an independent band or did you guys find yourselves with a team pretty quickly? I know that there's been some changes in the uh, behind the scenes lineup as of the yeah. last like six months due to some major moves on your um, former manager's part. But obviously I deeply love who you're currently working with Scott Lee. Um, yeah. Um, from the get go, we were with Jason yes. Majo and, he, I'll go on the record and say that is honestly one of the most cool and down to earth and hardworking dudes. Like, absolutely. He, it was, we were with him for about three years until um, he moved over to Rock Nation. And, you know, he was so hands on with the band. He, he really understood what we were trying to do and he helped us craft, you know, visually and everything along the way. Like, he was great. And then now we're working with Scott Lee. Um, who's great as well. And this is going to be our first album uh, under Scott Lee. So I'm, I'm very curious and very excited to see how it goes. And that's awesome. You know, man. from the, from the get go, we always had this vision and everyone so far has been able to facilitate it. We have an awesome booking agent, Eric Powell. He is the man. Oh yeah. Well, I grew up, uh, you know, playing Eric Powell shows and he, when he, you know, he's a couple years younger than me. And when we were growing up in the Hudson Valley, he would book shows at Club Cranall and stuff like that and at the Chance Theater in Poughkeepsie. Um, so I've, I've, only, I've, I've only ever heard of that venue. I've never actually been there. Good for you. That's awesome because it sucks. <laughs> um, we, I mean, it was a, it is just a, it's in the middle of the hood. Like it's a, it's a rough spot, but we, we had a lot of fun there growing up. We had the best shows because my friend Jeff um, and Eric and Dan DeFonts were all booking shows there at the time. So we had the best tours coming through. Like local bands could have shows of 150, 200 people easy. Um, we had just a, a huge scene back in the day. But Eric pretty quickly um, like learned what he wanted to do. And I believe he left and got like an internship or, or an assistant job. Um, but he's got now one of the sickest lineups in metalcore. Um, Dude, he has Ice Nine Kills. And- oh, yeah. That band is huge. I mean, you, we you, opened you that can, tour, yeah. 
We, we, we did a tour with them. It was March. It was the March into Madness tour. It was Ice on Kills from Ashes to New, Palisades, uh, Afterlife, and a band called Hawk, which is Ricky's yep. uh, other band. And it was that was the first tour we ever did that was like, holy crap. Like, And that you know, was on their come up. Like they had just yeah, that was, started to blow up. That was like right before the Octane Accelerator tour later that year and and it was like the straight up the biggest crowds we've we've ever played to you know i think the first seven shows sold out and it was like 800 tickets every day and like it was just like our first real taste of like really really solid touring and we were making the most money we ever have like we were making so many new fans like it, it put in perspective that if we keep it up like this is a very clear reality and then the next tour we did was the miss may i tour with the word alive and then we went on tour with you guys and then we went to Europe and like it was just last year was it was just super super awesome and yeah he's we we got we got to thank Eric Powell for that he he helped a lot yeah he is a fantastic person and i think that he really has always had a great idea of how he wants to grow bands um and he i don't know it's just i think part of him being young helps him to understand how to relate to everybody and how to talk to them. Yeah. And he's also the greatest shit talker in metalcore. Um, <laughs> I think it's fantastic. that I don't know yet. Oh, I've dude, not yeah. seen that side yet. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. He's brutal. Um, he can really, really lay into just about anybody. It's fucking great. Um, but you know, that's just when you get him riled up and ask him his opinion on certain bands. The favorite thing is just Eric Powell will always tell you that band shot. there you go eric if you listen to this i'm letting your secrets out um but yeah he's great i love the music industry vocabulary shot shot what are some other words come up uh i don't know like it's just so (laughs) it's so interesting hearing because we're in bands so like there will come a time in my life where someone very well might say fit for a king is shot um, and it might come from Eric Powell. It's just when you hear him say it about other people, it's far more enjoyable and funny. Um, when, it's, when, they, when it's not directed at you, you're like, yeah, fuck them. And then when it comes to you, it's like, damn. People are thinking right now, they're like, oh, man, who are they talking about? Who did he say is shot? Your favorite <laughs> band. Your favorite band is fucking shot. No, I'm just oh kidding. Um, no, everyone's bands are great. You know, they're just different. That's... That's yeah, I like knows. that perspective. Yeah. We're just, it's, every band is just different. Absolutely. And that's why, I mean, I don't even listen to metalcore that much, but you guys are very different. You guys stick out super hard in a way where you're the only, like one of the only bands that can pull off. Like there was a bunch of bands who tried to do like a new metal-ish meets metalcore yeah. thing. And I feel like you guys just crushed it. Like you guys actually did it where it, it sounds authentic. Like I don't look at it's, you and be like, Oh yeah, he's pretending to be this person. Like I think you're one definitely not this band. Yeah. And it's, it's been weird. You know, I'm obviously very, like I, I'm very in the know with what's going on online, or at least I try to be. And like, I see a lot of things uh, like they'll group certain bands in certain categories. Like, you know, all the metalcore bands will be in this category or all the new metalcore bands or, or whatever you want to say. But we, it's weird. We've never really been categorized in, in any of them. Like we've done the radio rock tours. We've done like, obviously miss may I is like very metal. You guys are 
decently metal. So it's like, and then we were in Europe with Rise of the North Star, which is like straight up hardcore. And then we went to um, the UK with Being as an Ocean. So it's like we're fitting on all these different tours, which is how I like it. So we're not, you know, pigeonholed per se to one specific genre. It's it's odd, and like I don't even see ourselves as new metal because, like, to be to be honest, I didn't grow up listening to new metal. Like, I got into Lincoln Park way too late. When I was younger, I I didn't think like I, I couldn't appreciate what that was and then now as i'm you know somewhat older or whatever like i can appreciate the musicianship like the honesty the emotion and there's like i listened to like a lot of rap when i was younger i think that kind of shows in the music though where you you have uh like a nice flow to the way that you deliver your melodies you. where it is a little rappy kind of the way chester would do it or like or i guess shinoda really did the rappier stuff but like Chester had some of those rhythms that were pretty quick, but he has a little dirt behind it. Um, yeah. And I like that your voice, when sometimes when you're doing some of those faster parts, has a nice smokiness to it and sounds like Thank aggressive you. and pissed. Um, you know, it makes it more authentic. And that's, you know, yeah. I think it, it was just your songs, like I, when you're playing them and, and performing live, I'm like, okay, like he really means what he's saying at the moment. And that's, yeah, and I think yeah, it's a challenge. I, I think that is like the biggest thing with, with a lot of bands that should be looked at first is like, if, if you don't believe in what you're saying up there, how can you expect the people in the crowd to believe it? You know, you're like, it's, I get up there and like, I say what I say and I mean that shit. Like there's no, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't don't see a purpose in, in going up there and, and acting who are you acting for the people in the crowd that want honesty the people that want gen like to feel genuine like there's no reason to act so i do appreciate that you noticed that and that is awesome oh, thank dude, you of course yeah it's one of the cool things about starting because we're you know we really just began last year to start actually headlining and that's one of the coolest parts about headlining is when you get to have a newer band um come out and you're like well i haven't listened to this band a lot but i think they're cool and then you get to see them for the first time and you're like oh wow like this is this is actually something i fuck with um and we've gotten lucky with that a few times i mean it was the same reason why we you know had left behind on that tour where we didn't know those guys it was just well i really like this band so let's have left behind on the tour because they're sick um so yeah, that's sick. Uh, now, when are, when are you guys thinking about dropping the new thing? Are you going to hold on to it till this whole pandemic thing is done? Or I mean, I guess if you're still working on it, it'll probably be yeah. quite a while. We're we have we have just like a couple songs left to do. Obviously, then goes the mastering and yeah. mixing and all that stuff. So, um, do I think there'll be a uh, new album this year? Probably not, only because I think we're at a point where we can't just release an album and not tour. Um, so I think we will absolutely, uh, I guess I could say right now, we're working on releasing a single very shortly. Uh, we're doing a bunch of stuff on the side to kind of get that ready. So if you do go back and listen to this, just know there will be a new song at some point this year, if not very soon. Uh, but yeah, it's looking like uh, 2021 for a new album. Sweet. Is PSA Which, the I mean, latest song? Is that the newest, the last one you guys released? Uh, well, P, uh, PSA was on the album uh, Breaking Point, but we did do a re-release of that song featuring, um, Rio. And I might say his name wrong, no, Rio, Rio yeah, yeah. from Crystal Lake. And that dude, when we got back, the vocal 
like the vocal <laughs> track of him, I was just like, dude, what? Yeah, he's like, unreal. He's a monster. Yeah. Like literally insane. Yeah, he's he's um one of my favorite people. He's been on the show. I actually have a crystal crystal lake tattoo on my leg. Um but we um have to Is it the- this is it the Smash Bros one? Yeah, it's the Smash Bros one. Um yeah, we all Miss May I, Crystal Lake, and um, Fit for a King. We all got Smash Brothers tattoos at the Upstate Concert Hall in Clifton Park, New the York. The Dangerous right? Tour, yes, sir. Right. Fuck yeah, one of the best the tours of my I life. Know, I remember I saw you guys on that tour in Grand Rapids at the intersection. Oh, dude, yeah that that, that show was, a was big wild, show. dude. Touring with ABR is the shit. They're so sick. They're super nice. They treat everybody great. So many people come out. Man, legendary band. Fucking love touring with them. But yeah, Rio sings on one of our new songs. Um, Got a fire, bro. When is that dropping? Very soon. Very, very soon. I'll tell you offline. I'll send it to you when we get done just so you can hear it. Um, Oh, yeah. You guys hear that out there, listeners? I'm getting the song first. You motherfuckers can't have it, (laughs) bitch. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll send it over to you. But same thing, dude. When we heard the files back, because we were at Jeru's when he did it and sent it back to us, and we were just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, you sound happy. Dude, he's a monster. Um, And yeah, he's great. We were, um, this is like a little, like, I don't know if it's top secret or whatever. We were were supposed to go and do a tour with them. In November, uh, I think you guys were supposed to be on it too. It was Crystal Lake, Fifer King. The, we were talking about doing it in November. It was like something based around the Empiricon, and I was like, "Oh yeah, obviously yeah, 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 nothing." Like the whole year got canceled. I was like, "Bro, that would have been nuts, yeah. literally nuts." Yeah, we will. It, yeah, it was their headliner. We were discussing it. Um, we actually were going to do our our own headliner instead um, in the end, but. Uh, I would have loved to do that. I always want to be with them. It would be great. I, you know, it's a pickle, but uh, yeah. one of these days we will certainly do it. Um, it's just interesting how it's nice seeing everyone kind of co-mingle in the, I don't know, I guess I, I'll put you guys in the metalcore world, even though you're not really that metalcore. Hey, the metalcore world, I from what, what I see online, it's a very good place to be, but also if they turn on you, it, that's it Ooh, that yeah. is it you know like i i don't really follow like there's one band that i keep seeing pop up everywhere in terms of metalcore um it's this band called hollow front yeah that's kirby's band um, he manages them really yep. word yeah but i keep seeing the name pop up everywhere and i was like all right let me check this band out and i was like okay this band's actually really good let me hit their spotify and they're doing like some serious numbers 100 for, plus monthly I, I would assume like a I think they're unsigned. I'm not they, sure. Probably not for not long. Not for long, brother. But um, yeah. they're, they're, like, I keep seeing that name pop up in the same way that Wage War did in the beginning. So I think I think <laughs> that band absolutely has a promising future if I, if oh, I keep yeah. seeing the name. Um, I love current, that you just said that, obviously. bro. That's so sick. Really? Like, yeah, Kirby's going to be mean, so happy to know that. Because that's they're one of those bands that he like a year ago started working with. And maybe even a little longer than that. And we've... We really care about those guys and want what's best for them. And um, them introducing the clean vocals more and letting Dakota, their guitar player, sing has really helped to grow the band because he has this like Rory Dayseeker, perfect, beautiful voice. Um, That's another guy, bro. That just is nuts. Like, uh, yeah, he was he was even nuts when we toured with them in 2017. Like every single day, just perfect. Like it was just like effortless. I don't know how he does it. I don't know because he sounds so 
when he hits those high register notes and he screams, I'm like, I would blow out every time. Like, there's no <laughs> way I could play one show and that would be it. And he just does it. Yeah, like you said, effortlessly. He's perfect. Yeah, he was my last guest on the show. Um, Word. I'm a huge fan of that band. I think that their record is so fucking good. Um, my girlfriend loves them. I, it's every <laughs> single, my girlfriend loves them. Yeah. And like every single day, like obviously uh, she's working from home, so she'll be playing like Spotify playlists and stuff. And it's, it's literally Dayseeker, Slaves, uh, picturesque, like every day in my cool. house. She likes the so, tenors. Like, yeah. Yeah. She loves those, those types of bands. Yeah. Picturesque is a cool band. I like that band. Um, I know Andrew Bayless like worked on their new record and it's pretty cool. Um, and fucking, what was that? The other one that you just mentioned that she listens to all the time. Slaves. Slaves. Yeah. They got that voice kid, right? Dude from the voice and shit. I think his name is Andrew. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think the new stuff is actually really great. Um, same with Dayseeker. Like I just yeah. dived into that album recently. Like I, I saw them on the Way Door tour, and I was like, "All right, I'm, I'm gonna give this album a listen." And it was actually really good. Like the, I think the lead single is uh, that Sleep Talk song. Yeah, it's pretty good. Intrude the video is really cool. Yeah, it's so fucking good. I love that. That whole record is great for me. And the, the Slaves thing. I, I saw an article recently that they're going to be um, changing their name. Uh, after this latest record, which I think is great. Um, you know, it's cool to see some bands get to carry on post Johnny Craig and do well for themselves. And, yep. you know, I think it's it's got to be pretty heart-wrenching to go through what all of those individuals have gone through, even though I don't think... If you start a band with Johnny Craig, you know what you're fucking doing. So I don't really feel that bad for you. I, half of me thinks you're an idiot, but um, he is the most. I mean, I only like, one of the I most talented know, like, singers out. So that's yeah. hey, I will say, early dance, Gavin dance is like oh. amazing. And Obviously, the, the new and dance, Gavin dance is like, great, dude. Relativity by Amorosa is an amazing record. Like that shit is so good, but you know. It's just, it's gotta, you know, it's gotta be hard when you are, you know, a volatile person and you're super talented and everybody wants you to just work. And sometimes you need to be a little more healthy than that. And maybe shouldn't be on the road so much. Um, I don't know too much about uh, him. Honestly, I I only really see like the bad things, which is kind of, you know, that's just how it is. But like, it's, I don't know. You don't need to know much about him, man. It's like, it is what it is. Like. I, you know, he, hopefully he just doesn't like try to do any more bands. And, uh, if you're hearing this out there, Johnny, don't, don't start any more bands. Just, just be done unless you get sober. Um, but yeah, that's uh that's my daily shit talk. So there we go. And with that, I think it's time for some mid roll mosh. This week we have my buds in kingdom of giants. I know we usually play unsigned bands, but one, this new song, Sync, is fire. And two, Tyler suggested it. So there you go. Kingdom of Giants is a California-based metalcore band. This newest tune has some hints of Bring Me the Horizon and the clean singing, while also being a little more upbeat and aggressive. And by Bring Me the Horizon, I mean some of the heavier stuff, not super light. The vocal delivery is fantastic, and that breakdown at the end is pretty sick. If we're focused on the mid-roll goal being everyone's got a mosh, I think this one should get you guys going. So here we go. Sync by Kingdom of Giants off their upcoming album, Passenger. You can pre-save it now on Spotify and Apple Music. Boom. I think it's good to hurt sometimes. It really- 
I just figured I'd throw that. Man, that's terrible. Everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, Tuck, you're such an asshole. I just think he's. it's terrible to waste amazing talent, and that guy has been given a lot of chances. That's all I'm going to say. But um, let's more focus on you because you're way better. You're a nice guy, and you're not – gonna go and like start a bunch of bands you just got one band afterlife and they're great i do have one band yeah that's 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 what i i like about it. it's like i i know a lot of people um it's not it's not a bad thing by any means but the, you know they obviously like i saw something on facebook the other day and they were like it was like a, one of those like how many bands have you been in you know reposts with your bands and they're like some people saying like 10 bands i was like i don't think i have it in me to have been in 10 different bands. I've been in a lot, <laughs> like, I don't think- but it's because I've been doing it since I was 14, you know? Yeah. But I, I guess like five or six. Well, you have off-road minivan too. I do. Which is very sick. Thank you. I appreciate that, dude. It's Yeah, it's a fun, that was just my little art project to get to do on the side. And, um, you know, we get to play some shows here and there. Uh, yeah. For everyone that hasn't heard, off-road minivan, Swan Dive, new records out now. Go listen to it. Um, yeah, I think it's know. also cool for your fans, um, the fans of Fifer King or the fans of you personally. Like they get to see the polarizing sides because they're both very different, yeah. you know, bands. So I think that's cool to kind of see like the versatility as an artist. Thank you. I mean, it's definitely like more so what I listen to in my free time and what I feel more natural writing and. I think we tried for a while to blend. We found a good way to blend in my soft side occasionally into Fit for a King with the death grips and when everything means nothing and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's just, you know, what it, the way that I sing doesn't necessarily fit everything that Fit for a King has to offer. So it was just a nice yeah. little way to, to let it out of my head because it keeps me like I can get through an off-road record and then I'm like, okay, I'm right back to wanting to write riffs and, you yeah. know, more powerful melodies and stuff like that. Um, so thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it, I think the, you know, some of the fans like it and it's always interesting when, you know, fans do come forward and they're like, Oh, like I've heard that band. I didn't know that was your band. I'm like, yeah, that's me. So there you go. Listen closely, listen more closely. You didn't know, you don't know my voice. It's so (laughs) distinct. Um, no, not so much. Maybe on the show, maybe when they're listening to this, now they know, how they will know the voice yeah they'll get used to it um but so the record's been out for you know not even a full year yet um how are you guys feeling about the you know the reaction to it you happy with it yeah i mean the the reaction to breaking point was 100 percent. it exceeded every expectation you know our, our biggest song I'd say is throat. And, um, when we released that song, we didn't have any idea the reaction because we felt it was different enough to where like older fans might not like it or newer fans. We we just had no idea, but like, thankfully every single song that we've released has gone over a hundred percent the way we wanted it to. And, and throat is uh, specifically like it went number one three times in a week or three time or three weeks in a row on Octane. No shit. So yeah, it That's went number one. Awesome. I think it was the day before Christmas, December twenty fourth. I got an email saying that throat went number one, and I was like, "Are you kidding?" Like I was like, 
I was literally freaking out. I was like, this is insane. You know, I don't you think know, all the people like, in our world necessarily, like oh, maybe some of the people listening don't know how important Octane is at the moment to what everyone is trying to achieve, where that's like the new radio. So if we yeah. or you can get yourselves number one on that, like that is truly a massive accomplishment. And it really shows like, uh, you know, it's hard to get your stuff on octane, let alone to pull those kinds of numbers. So congratulations. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, it was the fact that it went number one blew our mind. And then it went number one again. And then again, for the third time. And I was just like, are we ever going to have a song this big again? Oh, yeah. Now that the second record is almost done. I absolutely believe we have a song on this album that is going to decimate anything that we did in the past. Like it, 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 it invokes that type of emotion for me anyway, that I think it's going to be great, but breaking point was awesome. We got to, uh, we got to tour some incredible bands within the first year. We went to 15 different countries on that album cycle. Um, we toured with, like I said, some awesome bands. We did ice nine kills. We did Fifth for King, uh, Miss May I, The Word Alive. Um, we did uh, Rise of the North Star. We even went Dude. to Canada with like Moss of Flames and Polaris. Like that's sick. we did the first we did the first ever Octane Accelerator tour, which that that was awesome. That was like that we got to see it t- like because that was like our first that was Who had our first that? tour. Um, a band called Like a Storm. They're from New Zealand. Oh. And we got to meet this really cool rock band on there called Royal Tusk. They're from Canada. And if you want a band full of riffs, like really deep cut riffs, that is that band to go listen to. Okay, I'm going to add them. They're sick. They have a song called Aftermath. And like the dude's voice is one in a million. Like the guy is amazing. And if you do, if they're listening, then just know I love them. You, You would literally get... You and their bass player Sandy would be the best of friends. Fuck yeah, that sounds great. They're they're seriously one of the coolest bands. Um, we got to meet like I we have like such a cool fan base now based off of all that touring. Like it's not just fans that will come to see a show. Like we have a lot of people that are like invested in our personal lives. Like, um, do I remember seeing that guy, one kid, that little kid who you were his favorite band, and like Jackson. he came up and sang with you and stuff like. That was so fucking cool, man. Like that's the it's, stuff that you see where it's like, man, you guys have a future for sure. I I hope so. I I hope it keeps moving in in this way. And I think the new album is is definitely I think in the right direction. Personally, I I can't wait to release it whenever that may be. But like we have like fans that I don't even want to call them fans. Like we have we have people that we associate with and <laughs> that follow the band and this and that. And like this guy Eric. Um, He's been a longtime supporter of the band. He just sent me like he lives in Seattle. He just sent me like all this coffee and stuff, like coffee mugs, shot glasses, like all these oh, gifts awesome. and stuff. And he's he's super sick. Like we have, um, I can go down the list and just name them. Like Brooke, um, Brooke Martin. She, I believe, is from Texas. She's like a, we met her on the Ice Nine Kills. Yeah, yeah, the awesome. girl with the kangaroos. Yes, yeah. she works at I think it's a wildlife reserve or something. Yeah, but she's, she's awesome. Nice. Um, so we just amassed like this, this collective group of people that are just like, they love the band, but they also love us as like people outside of the band. So I think that's, those like the diehard, like lifelong type people that I want to be a fan of the band, you know? Absolutely, man. I think that that's part of what comes along with the slow and steady too, where 
I, I think that's one thing that our band's done that maybe was at first a little difficult where you see bands that just blow up overnight and you're like, man, why can't that be my band? But then as you accumulate this face, this fan base a little more slowly, um, I think it stays a little more constant and steady where they're less likely to just leave us as fast as they came. Um, and I think that that's a good place for you guys because as you do continue to pull these people in from the radio and have them, you know, absorb your band, you know, they'll continue to grasp you and stay with you for as long as you have a career, which is fucking sick. And it's just amazing that on your first record, you have a number one octane song. Like, think about that. Yeah. First record, number one octane song for three weeks. That's fucking crazy. It is insane. Like, and we worked on breaking point with Zach Jones and, uh, a producer named Zach Cervini. Uh, he was, yeah, man, that dude, shout out Zach Cervini. And it it was, it was crazy for him to work on the album, to mix the album and like to be in the Madden studio. Like the first day we were on the way to the studio, um, our guitar player, Andrew was like, I was like, what are the odds of us meeting Benji and Joel Madden? He was like, do you really think they would be there? And I was like, yeah, maybe he's like, no chance. We get buzzed in. We go inside. Person opens the door. It's literally the Madden brothers. And they're like, what's up, Afterlife? Happy to have you guys here. I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. Like, it was like, fuck. It, it just didn't feel like really real. And then we were there for, I think, like two weeks at that studio and came up with Throat, giving back the pain, holding on. And yeah, Zach Savini, absolute he's legend. He's a G, like, man. He can write songs like a motherfucker. And his he's just all overall fantastic. He's a, uh, you know, from the Northeast and really built himself. I know, like, he even did, like, early current stuff as well. Um, he did, yeah. Yeah, that dude's been at the- it for a minute. But he was John Feldman's right-hand man for quite yep. a few years. And then now is, like you said, the in-house guy at Madden. And I've heard the Being as an Ocean guys are managed by the Madden company as well. And I've heard that they're incredibly nice people. Um, so it's got to be Yeah, cool. they were all super hospitable I think that's how you say the word. Yeah. Uh, they were super great to us while we were at the studio. I mean, you know, it it was such a cool environment, such a cool experience. And I want to meet you know, Cameron Diaz. <laughs> funny story about that. Uh, I didn't want to seem like I'm bragging because it doesn't mean anything. No, but go like, for it. We <laughs> we were um, we were all outside, like I guess just chatting about something because it was like a basketball court in the back in the back area, and it was just all blacked out murdered out like tesla truck or i think it was like either a mercedes or something i was like dude that car is so sick whose is that and someone goes oh it's uh cameron diaz that's sick. <laughs> i was like what oh man yeah my fiance is her favorite celebrity is um nicole richie and if she could meet nicole richie like she would be mind blown. she's married to the the one of them i don't know which one which, which yeah they, they're both married to? do you know joel I think, right? Yeah, and then I, I'm not sure, but it's, it's it's pretty wild that they have like Cameron Diaz and Nicole Richie as wives. Like that is, yeah, that's sick. <laughs> like a, a Charlie's Angel, and you know, like it's just, just nuts. She's yeah. I mean, Nicole is she has definitely built herself in the fashion industry, like super high up, and you know, it's just she's a cool character, and she you know went from being maybe a little silly on her original show to now being a very serious industry woman and um 
it's cool. I mean, I, I just know that my partner really, really loves what she does. So I can't imagine getting to be in an opportunity where you maybe get to meet her. Um, yeah, we didn't get to meet them, but we got to see their cars and that is cool <laughs> enough for me. Yeah, dude, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be cool enough for me too. I would take plenty of pictures and send them to her. Um, <laughs> that's so cool. Um, when did you guys pair up with Scott? I guess they, they did that merger where Royal Division disbanded. Um, I think it was close to a year ago now, maybe eight months, something like that. Yeah, well, we got word that um, our former manager, Jason, was going to Rock Nation in like, I think it was like while we were, like right before we went to Europe, like we knew. Cool. Um, so then when we got back from Europe, we did like five or six shows with Currents, uh, their holiday shows. Uh, Scott came out and checked out the band while we were on that tour. Um, then we had a couple of meetings with him. And then I think like late December, we started working with Scott and we've been working with him all this year. So that's great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been, it's been a difficult year only because of everything going on. I don't think anyone, um, I don't think anyone no envisioned 2020 to be like this. So it's been a challenge for everybody to try to keep, you know, relevancy and, and try to keep busy and not feel like, cause there's like a lot of days of the week. And this is not just talking as a musician. It's like, as a person, like I feel like there's literally nothing I can do. Like some days, like nothing. I'll just wake up yeah. <laughs> and be like, like every single day, like you don't have to be constantly working on something, you know, every day doesn't need to be the most productive day of your life. Like get up and just enjoy the day, you know, like enjoy that the day. Like I yeah. just started. It's important. I think everyone got caught up in seeing the posts and I'm guilty of it too, being like, man, if you're not being productive right now during quarantine, you're a piece of shit. And yeah, like, come on, like that's the not world true. Is... Then I got depressed and then I was like, oh, right. I just need to sit here for two weeks and like feel better. Um, yeah. It's like tough. the world is, is going through such a drastic change with, with COVID, with this failed economic state that we're continuing trying to patch up in some ways and yeah. with the whole Black Lives Matter movement and everything going on right now, it's it's hard to like just enjoy life. There's so much going on and there's so much to pay attention to. Yeah. I feel like just disconnecting for a day, two days, three days, whatever you need to kind of rebalance yourself. It's like a good thing. Like I had to do that. I deleted some apps for a couple of days just to like get my head straight where I was just, I felt very shook. I didn't, I didn't know how to kind of look at my phone and not freak out. Just kind of felt like I was good. I just broke down one day and was just crying to my partner and was like, I miss the guys. I haven't been away from them this long in six months and it, yeah. or in six years. And it's so terrible. And blah, blah, and it's just, it's hard. Like, you know, we, you know, like, you know, like all these people I've heard before on the show, like I've said, these are codependent relationships. These are people that you spend a lot of time with, you yeah. sleep with, you, you know, it's not just a normal working relationship. Friendship, yeah. You know, it's a family. So it's, it's very difficult to be without them, but I am super excited. I get to see them in like two, not, yeah, about two weeks. I'm driving to Atlanta and we're shooting a couple new music videos doing something else that's pretty special and cool. So I, are you doing uh are you, who are you working with again for videos? We work with um, Kevin Johnson and, okay. and my friend Zach, who Zach used to be in the band earth groans. They're like a smaller band on um, solid state. His name's Zach Mayfield, but um, Kevin Johnson, oh, did he, hmm? 
did he fill in for Norma Jean? Maybe at some point. A member of Earthgrounds, maybe? I don't know. I feel like I've heard of the name. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I know, like, yeah, he might have at some point for sure. But now he's just doing videos with Kevin. And, um, right. you know, they do a lot of corporate stuff, but then they also do all the Silent Planet videos. They do all our videos. Basically everything that comes out underneath the, like, Solid State Tooth and Nail envelope. And then I think a few things on the outside of that as well. But that's um, primarily... Um, what they, I guess, are most known for, maybe like our stuff and Silent Planet stuff. Um, but yeah, we're shooting some shit where they shoot the Mandalorian. Um, Whoa. So that's going to be like, fucking That's cool. sick. Yeah. Well, Atlanta, Atlanta's basically the new Hollywood. Like, that's where almost everything is filmed now. So it's like... Yeah, dude. It's... To have a videographer, to have a whole video team there, like, yeah. that's got to have... Um, we're, we're planning on shooting some videos this year i believe with ori and i'm really excited to work with him again um, i'm not sure if fit has ever done any videos with him but he did the very first afterlife videos and i don't think so unless they did it them. before my time um but you know they did a couple before i joined but it was more i know ryan valdez did one or two and he um now is most known for doing like corn videos and shit so he started doing Jesus. way fucking cooler stuff than us um <laughs> Yeah, he like hit it big time, which is sick. Um, because he's a genius and he has some of the best like post edits ever. It's so creepy. Um That's like one thing I've been into like so much lately is like going back and looking at like the artistic approach to like so many different music videos. I know a lot of people are, are ranting and raving about the new Bring Me the Horizon video. Yeah, it's cool. And it's like it's cool that like they had like the the small budget, because obviously there's no that the band's huge like they can have whatever budget they want but to do something on a small scale budget and make it that cool there's like no excuse for anybody at that point because it's you know it's like you just have to think outside the box a lot of people um get accustomed to they hire a videographer and then that person does whatever the fuck they want and they don't even take participate in the artistic process when like even with the off-road stuff what we do is kevin and zach They'll come to New York and I produce the videos. So my goal always is I'm going to get as much done for free as possible. So that way they can have all the money. And mm -hmm. people don't take the time to think out, you know, what, how can I actually be artistic, spend as little money as possible and make an amazing music video? And they just don't, yeah. they, you know, they do what they, what comes to mind first, which is, well, we'll rent this place and it's got white walls. And then we're all like, and we're guilty of it too. Dead memory is this exact video where it's like, we're just going to like be in front of like a white walls and we spin around and it's fucking cool. Um, and that's just not inventive or interesting. And when you challenge yourself with a small budget, sometimes it makes you think outside the box where you're like, yeah. okay, well, since I don't have the money, what can I really do? And, you know, I love what Ollie did. All he really needed to do was spend money on makeup. And you can yeah. get someone to do makeup like that for, you know. He, he had like his bucks. wife do, his wife did the makeup. They broke oh, awesome. like bottles. They broke bottles to use as like lens flares. And, and the guy that did the video, Brian Cox, I follow him on Instagram and he like he did stuff for Hollywood Undead back in the day and like his work is just so cool and innovative and like I feel like him and Bring Me Their Highs and like a perfect fit. Like yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just cool to see because people are learning. There's so many people learning and developing video and art skills so fast, it's like, you know, <laughs> everybody's getting their hands in something. So there's like creativity Absolutely. everywhere. You don't need a 
pay a million dollars anymore. No, not at all. And, you know, most people can do things themselves and just a good idea is half the battle. Um, yeah. You have to put yourself in a situation where right now is a great time like that, where people are so starved financially and artistically that it's forcing them to think outside the box and make, you know, new, you know, approaches to how they deliver music, how they create music, businesses, all sorts of shit. Um, and, you know, that's why I, I'm so glad that I can't wait to release my new business in two weeks and, and it's going to be sick as fuck. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for that one. That, that idea is such a cool thing. Like I, I saw you, you posting about it the other day. Obviously you told me a little about it Yeah, and I'm just like, yo, I can't wait to see this and see how it happens. Cause like so far the people involved, Looks like it's going to be pretty cool. Dude, I've, I've got like 30 people now. Because I you guys were like one of the first people I hit up. Because obviously like we're close and I love Scott. So I was like, all right, let me just see if I can get Team Scott involved. And, um, you know, he it's interesting how it's developed. I'm, I'm very excited to do it. Essentially, for people listening, long story short, I'm going to be putting out a business where if you want to get people like Tyler eventually here or uh, Ryan Kirby to sing on your song, I'm your fucking man. I have a website for you and it's coming soon. Um, the vo- he's the vocal pimp. Dude. Goddamn right, brother. That's <laughs> yeah, it's gonna That's be really where the fun. gold cane. <laughs> Yo, I told my girl, I want double pinky rings, I want Gucci slippers, I want silk. I'm gonna come out this motherfucker looking G'd up. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. It's like, oh, um, you want uh you want day from We Car? I bet. Yo, I got you. <laughs> you baby. open up your jacket, you just have pictures of all the singers. <laughs> oh my God. It's hilarious. But you know what? That's the the lucky part is we had a cool idea and a lot of my friends are very nice. I'll just put it that way. You know, it's you know, a lot this time I don't think there's something I think something like this could be successful, you know, in any time period, maybe, but it, I don't think it would have been able to be launched with the support that it is without us all being in this current situation where um, you know, these guys that have worked for 10 years to be artists and be vocalists, they deserve a chance to, uh, continue being that person and be able to pay their bills as such. And, um, who the fuck doesn't want to collaborate on music? Hip hop does it all the time. It's so sick and everyone supports each other. So hopefully, you know, we can create a more conducive atmosphere and, or inclusive atmosphere. And I, I'm really excited for it because also, uh, you know, like the way that the We Came as Romans Fit for a King collab just went, we were like, shit. So these are, you know, they're songs that have been out for over a year. People all know them, but then all of a sudden you get this rebound of people interested, selling merch, the whole stuff, and getting a lot of support from our fans. So again, thank you to Dude, everybody was, listening who who did support that because it really, really fucking helps us. I was reading some of the comments on both the videos for the songs. And people are like, holy crap. Who's Dave Stevens? Does he have a band? I was like, are you fucking... Same thing with Ryan Kirby. It's They're wild. like, dude, who is this? Like, his voice is amazing. Like, does he have a band? I was like, oh, wait till you find out their band. And then they have this massive catalog to like... Yeah. It, it's, the it's Weed crazy Car that catalog people, is crazy too. There's so many good Dude, records. they're going to find some timeless yeah. fucking songs. Yeah. To plant a seed, like that whole area, like... They will find some songs. Oh, fuck yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy to think, though, that two bands that sound so similar, people wouldn't there's know both. that don't know, yeah. And that's why we need this collaborative atmosphere, because there's so many more people that could come to all of our shows, but be us not supporting each other, it creates this world where it's more of a competition 
rather than camaraderie. And we, you know, so we'll see what happens, man. I'm really excited. I'm going to stop talking about the the project, but I'll have a whole episode about that (laughs) soon. Um, But do you guys have, uh, it would be, well, I shouldn't ask if there's any cool features on your record because one, it's not done. And two, you can't fucking say it anyway. um, Because then we'd get in trouble. Lips are sealed. Lips are sealed. But I'm excited. I just can't. But I know you're working with Drew, so I know it's going to be super fire. No offense to Zach, but because Zach, I'm sure, is the shit and amazing as well. Hopefully, I'll get to meet him. I'm just, I know my boy, and I know he he hits home runs. Yeah, he's, I think the, the song that we worked on with him, I said it earlier, but I think it's so cool, like, working with him, getting, like, his ideas when it comes to, like, melodies and placement and, and like, just the attitude along. Like, I think, I think having him along this on this album is, is great. I think it's a whole new element that we haven't worked with. And I think it's cool. I'm excited. I think, and it's a lot of, I thinks because I don't know how it's going to be yet, but I think this new album for us anyway, it's, it's everything that someone, it's, it's, it's everything that, fuck, I don't even know. That's someone that likes your band could want. It's everything that someone could want and more like, there's a lot of people that say, oh, I wish you would do more of this or I wish you'd do more of that. We heard you. That's we it. We heard you. you so is have, it a little bit song. heavier and a little bit lighter, maybe, like in both I regards? Think as a whole, the album – okay, when I use the word heavy, I don't mean it in a way of like just break down, break down, break down or, or whatever. But in as a whole, the music sonically is like – it's just like heavier riffs. There's, like just, there's a, a heavier feeling to the music. But we also have some songs in there that they'll be like, wow, I can't believe the band went this soft. And then you turn on the next song, it's like, I cannot believe they went this heavy. So like, there's a lot of different moods on the album, I will say. That's sick. I'm excited. It'll be great to hear. I think that that's the best way to do it, though, is you want a good ebb and flow. You want, you know, to, you know, catch and release. You need that on a record. Because when you have a record that's just the same fucking thing all the time, it gets really boring. It's not enjoyable to yeah, listen like why, to. Yeah, like why listen to an album if there's no dynamic? If if the album's not bringing you up and then dropping you down and then slowly bringing you back up, like it should be an experience, not, you know. Yeah. Just an, like, I mean, some CDs, like they're ass beaters all the way through. Like every single song is just bam, 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 bam. And that works. But I feel like a really good solid listen is something that you can like feel, like it'll make you feel something yeah. throughout the whole album. Yeah, a couple like records that did that for me recently was like one that we talked about earlier, Dayseeker Sleep Talk. It ends in this way that's like a cliffhanger where you're like, yeah. oh no, I, I need more. And all of a sudden you're back to the first song drunk, which is super sick. And that one, um, the, the Acacia Strain EP, it comes in waves. That was like a really fucking cool release where it had like a, felt like it was very story driven and had a motif yeah. to it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad that you guys are having so much fun making this new record, man. Like that's all it's it. about. Yeah, fun. I mean, because like if if you have fun and you enjoy, I know it sounds cliche, but if you have like fun and you enjoy creating the album, like it's it's obviously going to show on the songs. Like they're going to feel more natural, feel more organic, and like I've been like trying to listen to a ton of new music in between writing and doing all this stuff and. You know, the new Currents album is awesome. I think Oh yeah. I think that band has an incredible future if they continue. I mean, do Chris is in Shadow of Intent and Currents. He Both is, bands yeah. seem to be at the top right now. Yep. Yeah, I would agree. Uh his songwriting is unreal. 
Shadow of Intent for an unsigned band has the best numbers. Um, it's insane. It's insane like, so, the way like, they draw. Tour, Spotify, like it's crazy. I'm sure on the the merchandise side they're doing pretty well. It's and then, like, very the good. new the new kingdom of giant song is awesome. I, I love those guys. They, I feel like they, they deserve it a lot. They, they really deserve a win. So you know, I, I think this I CD will be that. good for them. Yeah. I heard that most recent song and I did agree. I, I agree. It was pretty fucking sick. The chorus was catchy. It was cool. Um, and yeah, they just, they had that, um, curse that a couple bands have had where Dayseeker had that for a little while too where you get stuck on a smaller label that's not allowing you to get into that next stratosphere because you, one, your budgets are limited and you're not getting as good of tours and you need to be able to work uh, with better songwriters and um, you know, I think now they've been put into a position where being on Sharp Tone, Sean Keith can really help them and take care of them. Shout out to Sean fantastic fucking dude I love the way Sharp Tone does a lot of stuff. Like they'll, they'll, they they're not super secretive when it comes to like their release plan. Like they, you know, they're like, all right, they'll make a tweet. They'll say, you'll get this album, you'll get this, this, this. It's like it seems like more of a community, which is if that works for them, that's great. Like I, I just they have like great bands. They got Polaris, Crystal Lake. They have Currents. They have Telltale, which is another band that Zach worked with. You know, mm-hmm. the I'll have to check that out. They're like uh, more of like a pop punk. Like the dude's voice is amazing, and and they're pretty popular, I believe, in their area. They're from like I think Richmond or so, but like they're another great up and coming band. Um, but you know, I got a shout out Hopeless Records too. Our label, yeah, they're amazing as well. Like, dude, and it's helped you a lot. You guys have gotten on like a lot of great support, great tours. It seems like they've really taken care of you guys over there. So that's awesome. They're great. I mean. Um, for for a label that I feel like a lot of people associate with pop punk, recently their roster has become very eclectic. And you know, Eric Tobin, a good friend of mine, uh, the main one of the main guys there, he he has an eye and ear for great music. They just signed, they they signed Water Parks a few months ago. That band's they huge. Do they are? They have Dwayne Jackson is like a new. Yep. He's a Madden guy. Of, yep. Yeah, he is. He he's awesome too. Like his approach is like similar. Like I like that artist grandson, and I feel like they kind of have the same vibe. Um, yeah, they have they have another band. They have a band called Lotus Eater. They have a band called Ground Culture. Mm-hmm. It's like they have all these. They have obviously Neck Deep. And, yeah, Lotus Eater is very so, cool for the heavy side of things, and I think that's a little heavier for them than they usually do. So it's pretty sick. Um, yeah, they're like in that world of like loathe and you know all that type of stuff from from yeah. overseas. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's this um, band that I'm like helping to uh, manage at the moment called Left to Suffer. I played their song on one of the earlier episodes. They're from Atlanta. But they're really into that band, Lotus Eater, and kind of introduced me to them. I hadn't heard too much about them previously, but I think they're fucking sick. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm still so stoked that you mentioned Hollow Front earlier and that you're seeing that. Seriously, like, that band. Yeah. They're I, our boys. I, I cannot... I cannot like they're whoever's running the like the ad campaign for them. I'd assume it's since they're on science themselves or, or Ryan, whoever. Yeah. But you know, always in my recommend on like Instagram, like I'll be scrolling through like stories or whatever. Mm-hmm. It'll pop up one of theirs. Um, I follow a couple people that run and like moderate like the big metalcore Twitters, like this guy Alan. I follow. I always see him talking about Hollow Front. Um, I see their stuff. I, I think Corey Haiti 
Yeah, he's our Works manager. Works with them in so capacity. Yeah, so he Corey manages us, and um, him and like Ryan started managing them, and then Corey is now like tag teaming it with him and helping. So it's the same way that Garrett from Silent Planet manages Dayseeker, but they right. Corey and Garrett do that one together. So Ryan does you know the primary work, and and Corey comes in to you know, help hit some homers and it's been fantastic because the, you know, hollow front has some really exciting stuff going on behind the scenes. And, uh, it's just great to see good music getting put into the forefront and actually yeah. doing well. Um, because they're the nicest yeah. kids on the fucking planet too. Like, and they're really, you know, some of the guys are really young in the band and they're super kind and they just, they just write good tunes. So I'm, I'm really happy for them. So thanks for giving them uh, a little shout and, you know, sparking this conversation because you always like to give them a little bit more uh, representation and, and, you know, get their name out there. So a couple of years, they'll be huge. They'll be out on good tours. It's always good too, like to see like word of mouth working to see like those ad campaigns working. Cause like obviously right now no one can tour. So there's like the internet is flooded with ads and, and there's a reason that stood out to me you know like yeah. visually it was cool musically it was cool like yeah i just think i think it's a good up and coming band and and there's not it, it's it's hard to to say like what bands are like the next group of bands yes. these days and well i think and i, I mean yeah. i i consider us as one of them but you, you are know what for I mean? sure like, yeah you're on the there's, there's a lot of, of good bands out there um when it comes you guys have only had one release like you're starting to catch a lot of steam you know especially this new album i think is going to do um some big things for you if it has you know if it's as good as you say it is which i trust your judgment um and it's i think the most interesting part for this um time period for music is with this stagnant period it's like a snake shedding its skin there's going to be a lot of bands who maybe were clinging on who are going to be left in the past and aren't finding themselves on tours as much. And the young bands that are able to stay relevant and, um, you know, maybe make a place in this genre, it's going to help them that much more because the comp, you know, a lot of people have to go and work fucking jobs and get back to the real world and will not be able to just go, Oh, right. I was just really poor for a whole year. Let me go and, and pursue my dreams. Be back on tour. Yeah, please. I think, I think that, the quarantine and and all this stuff like this entire year is a real test for a lot of artists because there are a lot of bands that don't necessarily have it's it's like it's 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 hard to be creative when everyone is trying to do the same exact thing you know like everyone is trying to do these live streams everyone is trying to do these merchandise like it it seems like everyone is trying to do the same thing to stay you know like popular right now and it's difficult so i feel like a lot of bands will suffer in terms of of trying to stay relevant well and a lot of that's gone to the greater good too because you know a lot of bands are you know like for instance we did that we car drop so we were like we're not putting out more merch right now we're just going to donate some money but a lot of bands are doing t-shirts just to donate money to good causes which is fucking amazing but they're also Mm -hmm. doing that during a time period when they have no job and are so fucking poor so people don't even understand the magnitude of what those bands are are doing and i think it's so kind and it's so nice of them to do it um because we don't want to abuse our fans base and be like no buy more shit buy more shit but 
you know, and that's why we did it the way that we did it. But it's great to see that so many people will stand up and support. And like, even a band, um, like I saw the Amity Affliction posted, um, yesterday numbers that they had for the whole year of, of the amount of money that they raised. And it was like 3000 USD, but they raised like 30,000 AUD, which is amazing. Like to see bands actually doing work like that, raising money for good causes and using their status to actually better the world, especially in a time when they can't even make any money anyway, like props. I think that that's an amazing thing. And it's great to see the amount of kindness that um, our music scene has generated during this time period. Uh, It was definitely necessary. I think everybody needed a wake up call and a little bit of unity to try to get them to be like, Hey, we we've been taking this for granted. Cause I know I certainly started to where I was like, man, I'm doing sick tours. This feels good. I get to be in a bandwagon now. Like I'm feeling tight. And then it was like, no, fuck you. Ha, kick in the nuts. Take your job. Dude, bitch. That, I you feel, know. I feel the same way. Like, I, the last show we played was in Hartford, Connecticut. It, no, I'm sorry. The last show we played was a headlining show in Virginia at the Canal Club. And it was a great show. Really, really good turnout for a headliner for us. And, and, I, and I just thought back. I was like, damn, could I have enjoyed I didn't know that was going to be the last show we played yeah. so far. Like, obviously. And I feel like a lot of people are in that position, too. And it's like, damn, like maybe I could have enjoyed it a little more. Maybe I could have enjoyed my time in Europe a little more you know it's like it it does really make you think like damn like did i did i take this for granted or did i do everything i can to enjoy these shows and whatnot and you know it's hard to say when you know touring will be back because like there's i don't know if you heard about that country artist chase rice fuck that dude he's a bitch i know him because of the bachelor he was on the bachelor Um, like last season or the season before he did a performance and he had dated Victoria P who she's also sucks. I didn't like her. Um, just to make it clear for everybody out there, I'm a huge bachelor fan. Yeah. You you lost me there. Yeah. I'm a, I actually got my band into it a little bit where there was one of the first, I think it was that summer that we all toured together. We were in the bandwagon for the first time and everyone, you know, we're all together on the, on the bandwagon at night. And I was like, Hey guys, like, I just have one request. Can I watch bachelor once a week? And they were like, yeah, like whatever, fine. Um, and you know, a couple jokes here and there by like week three, everybody was coming and watching it with me and they're like, Oh shit. Like, yep. I feel you. Um, so it's been so much fun, um, getting to do it. And we're really, really lucky. Like I was, I was really lucky that my friends were supportive and let me watch this ridiculous television show. But, um, yeah, fuck Chase Rice. He's a bitch. He shouldn't be doing what he's doing and going out. Yeah, and you had like a show. concert the other day, and there's like 4,000 people unmasked. And I'm just like, all right, think about this. There's, I, I believe the music industry was hit the hardest with this, and especially for metal bands like us. Like, it, there's no safety net. We're not pop stars. You know, we don't have millions in the bank. So it's like the more these, these outside things happen and, like, people are not obeying the laws and doing this and that. It's just furthering the length that, you yes. know, it, it's going to just be There's longer until we get back to guns. Yeah. What his one thing that he did today may set all the entire music industry back by six months. Um, I'm sure that his entire team is dealing with a lot of bullshit. Rumors are that they are, and they should be because whoever let him do that is a fucking idiot. Um, it was rumored that it was supposed to be at a dr- like a drive 
drive-in situation. So what it's supposed to be with some of these concerts is at a, a movie theater drive-in, the artist is projected onto the screen and you sit in your car and you listen to it. Now, yeah. that was a, a rumor that I heard that that's what this concert was supposed to be like, but if there's 4,000 people, not. then definitely not. Um, and it fuck that like a dude. Full-blown concert. Yeah, that's like absolutely insane that he would be that selfish and think that it would be okay and that he wouldn't face any repercussions. And we'll see what happens. Maybe he won't, but hopefully he will. I was like reading, I was watching uh, this thing this morning and they said one every for every 70 people, one person is infected with coronavirus in here in California in like Los Angeles County. And if you're listening, Los Angeles County is fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's, it's, I think right now with the cases of COVID, it is, it, they're, they're higher than they were back in March. Oh, interesting. So it's like, it, it Florida had 40,000 new cases in four days. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, at least the Almost, death toll isn't going up, which is a positive, like, we can, as, good, if, yeah. if there are more people infected with it and less people dying, then it's not as bad as we thought it was, right? So then that, you know, should be able to allow us once we have a vaccine or whatever to be able to get back to things without a worry. But um, again, like I've said before on the show, I hard, I, I definitely failed one of the sciences. I forget which one. And I hardly passed. Like I literally had to retake a regents to pass high school. So I, I'm not a science expert. I don't know anything. Don't take anything I say seriously because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, but yeah, that's why I spin around for a living. Um, yeah. Dude, science was uh, really cool, but it was like, I don't know, school was hard. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to do the homework. I didn't want to read anything. I can hardly read now. Man, you should see me when I write out my ship to do my like beginning and mid of the show. Oh, it's hilarious. I'll have to do it like 30 fucking times just because I'm, I stutter over myself and everything's terrible. Um, but those are the behind the scenes things of having a podcast that nobody gets to see and make fun of. You just get to hear about it. Yeah. You get to hear how it happens. Yeah, give them the good stuff when it's done. And no, but the pod, the podcast stuff is cool. Like I, I'm I was very excited to to do this one today because like um, earlier on in March I was doing like a couple live streams like on my own Instagram, just going just talking. Like I feel like so many people see the business side of personally. A lot of people see like the business side of me or this 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 thing I portray for a reason. But it's cool to kind of like just level out and like talk to people yeah. with no I'm not selling you something, I'm not persuading you to do anything. I'm I'm just talking to you as like a, a normal person. I think that is so cool to like level with fans and, and stuff like that because like at the end of the day, like there's not much different between us, if anything at all. One hundred percent. And it's been really nice to kind of have that connection with people where you know, they just send me messages of like, dude, I just laughed for two hours or, you know, man, it's so great to see, you know, listen to you and Steve from Chelsea grin, you know, just to laugh for two hours and be friends. And, you know, that's the whole thing is I want people to know more about these bands, obviously, and these people, but ideally I want them to see that everyone is normal. Everyone is equal. We're all just guys who have been at this for a long time and got lucky. And that hopefully will fuel them to be like, dude, I'm kind of like them too. Like my band's going to be big and we're going to make it. And, and 
everybody has to be a dreamer sometimes. Um, yeah. And it's been really nice, man. Yesterday, actually, with our Adobe premiere, we had over 3,000 people listen to the show yesterday. So I, wow. yeah, I'm extremely stoked, dude. Like, I've, we've only been doing nervous. a few months. No, no, that's the best part, man, is we just get to be ourselves. And, you know, they, you know, hope it just, I haven't had any negative feedback yet. And I've talked a lot of shit. So um, we'll see what <laughs> happens. If you want to come at me, Johnny Craig, come on, motherfucker. No, <laughs> Uh, no, I, he he wouldn't. I'd beat him up. That's the truth. No, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm not a violent person. <laughs> He's got a bald head. I'm a bald guy with muscles. I'm, you know, that's just how I'm, things I'm supposed to say. But the reality is, I'm I am a delicate little man, and I like to sing and dance. And I'm a theater nerd. So a small, delicate flower. Yeah, goddamn right. What kind of flower would you be if you were a flower? Um. Well, I'm looking at all the plants I have in my house right now. I would be what they call, damn, what is that plant? I literally have it in my, uh, I am drawing a blank. There's this big plant in my house and I'm trying to think of what I'd be called. It's definitely not (laughs) marijuana. I mean, it could be. I live in California. It's legal. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm a fiddle leaf fig. Ooh, that's sick. (laughs) That's a great It's just this massive my girlfriend loves plants like we have i think 15 throughout our house and my favorite one is the fiddle leaf fig only because the name is really crazy that's great dude i one i like i like plants a lot i'm trying to get more into it one if you're listening go to uh grow plant shop on either instagram facebook or just online on their website that is, that is Bobby's? Bobby's company. Bobby of Fit for a King owns a plant shop in Texas and they ship extremely well. There's a lot of really inexpensive plants, anywhere from $15 and up, and it ships extremely well. So go support Grow Plant Shop. Um, yeah, Bob, He. Well, it's funny when you talk to him about the shit because he uses all the Latin names. So it's really funny because he says a bunch of this big words that I can't even pronounce. Illustrious fiddly fig. All right. But he says it like, it's fiddly fig, but then it's also like Vesuvius Caravadavis, you know, or some (laughs) stupid fucking Latin name because somehow in just in terms of plants, Latin still exists, but everywhere else in the universe, it doesn't. It's dead. Um, Yeah, that's pretty cool. But he sounds really smart when he says it. I like it. And, you know, he's so handsome that it's just, it's, it's hot. You know, he talks about these plants and then I'm like, Oh man, like gosh, you're getting what else so worked up. Yeah, mm, take your shirt off, Bob. Um, so yeah, I've, have you toured with Bob? Did you meet Bob? Um, no, I think I've only I've only known him through like social media and stuff like that. Like I'll watch like his riff videos or yeah. the videos of him in the. I think it's like a he bought a trailer and he built it out to be like a a plant nursery or something. Yeah, plant that's where they sell it's, their it's really plants cool. out of. Yeah, um, it's it's on. Oh, fuck, I forget what avenue it is, but it's on like one in one of the main areas in Fort Worth, and um, yeah, they just have a, a really cute little setup with the trailer and um, sell a bunch of plants out there, and it's been crushing. It's been doing really well. Um, they're actually about to have their third child soon. Um, wow, I, I I thought he just had only. I knew he just had a second kid. I didn't know he, a third was coming. Yeah, Cash is like maybe. You're, he's like, I think Cash is a little over t- two now, if I'm correct. Um, 
And yeah, they're going going for number three. She's he's about to be born, so little boy. Um, so it's pretty cool. Got a, yeah. He's on his way to a softball team, dude. Goddamn right, it's gonna be sick. Um, he's gonna be a great coach someday for sure. Um, but dude, do you? Before I let you go today, do you have anything that you got to promote? Anything else you want to talk about while I have you here on the show? I wish I had some things to promote, right? <laughs> but that should be uh, in the next couple of weeks, I think. We're, we're gearing up to release a new song. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite ones on the album. So if you're listening, just be aware. You might get a new song in a couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, if I were to say anything, I just want people out there to continue to be safe and be like cautious and, and you know, just be aware. Just take Absolutely. care of yourselves. Yeah, it's been a challenge where, you know, obviously a lot of people uh, are starting to go outside without the mask and everything. And like, I'll walk on the sidewalk without it. And, you know, I'm just walking next to my girl, not next to people. So it's okay. But I'm going into the grocery store. I put the mask on. You want to know why? Because it's fucking easy. And if you don't do yeah. it, it's because you're inconsiderate. And, um, you know, it's just an easy task, man. You put it on for a couple minutes, you get your groceries or you go to the bodega or whatever the fuck you're doing and you leave. If you want to really fight that because you think it infringes on your freedom, I think you're a fucking idiot and you should just be nice and do it and not try to fight with people. Because my main goal is I don't want to get into conflict. I don't want to yeah. argue with humans. I, it's not fun for me. So I just wear it because that's the easiest way to avoid problems. And if it yeah, also like, makes me stay healthy, then that's fucking win-win. So don't be a dumb yeah, dumb. Yeah, we're... We I'm wearing this mask not only to protect myself, but to also protect other people. Yeah. Like, you know, I, the, the, the sooner people understand that and the sooner people start to, to like wear the mask and do everything, the sooner concerts can return, the sooner bands can start to tour. Because if you go out and you're just careless and like, think about, think about all the people you're affecting. Like, you know, it's, it's it's just like a domino effect, you know, at this point. Like you just gotta be courteous and that's yeah. the sooner we can get back to touring, you know, the better. I agree with you, man. Absolutely. Some smart words from the man himself. Um so dude, thank <laughs> I you. I think it's just Yeah. It's I think it's sense, just right? like it should be at this point. Yeah. I mean I get it. I mean, I, you know, people like to be rebels. That's why America is America, right? You know, we were like England. Right. Fuck you! I'ma go make my own place that's got the same kind of rules but different rules. And then, um, yeah, then that happened, and now we're at where we're at. Um, but I just want everyone to to just do what's what's easy, and what's easiest yeah. is to not really fight and to like obviously fight for things like equal rights. You know, this the amount of of um, inequality that we're seeing in the United States. Fight for that. Don't fight about the fucking mask. Wear the mask, but like, let's try to, you know, get everyone to actually wake up a little bit out here in, in areas that are necessary. Um, and it's, it's awesome seeing how much unity there is, like, within all these different social backgrounds. It's, it's cool to see people standing up and really voicing their opinion on what they feel is right and what they feel is wrong. And, and that, that's the first step is just to to voice your opinion and, and fight for what you believe is right or wrong. Absolutely. And if you were raised to think that what's wrong is right, I'm going to tell you that you're a dumb dumb. 
But, um, <laughs> you know, with that, man, that's all I really had for you today. One question I have for you is, do you have any, like, uh, like local or unsigned bands that you really like? I don't have anything to, that I want to play on the show this week. I can't, couldn't really think of anything at the moment. But if not, I'll search harder and find something. But you got one? Um, um, lately, I can go to my music on uh Apple, because I do use Apple Music instead of Spotify. Yeah, I don't same know why. here, bro. Just, Dude, same it here. seems so much like it's it's convenient for me, I guess. Um, but I'm not too like I haven't lived in California enough to get too into the music scene here. Yeah, but lately, an artist that I've been jamming like every single day, I have to listen to the music. It's not metal. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. Um, it's not. It's also not a smaller unsigned artist either. Is that a problem? <laughs> Yeah, I guess well, it defeats it the purpose. Yeah, I try to. It's technically our midsection is called the mid roll mosh, and I usually right. play something that does have some heaviness to it. But yeah, just try okay. to. I, sh- I try to shine a light on an unsigned band. Maybe it's somebody from Florida. Could be anywhere band that's opened for Afterlife. Um, you know, it's interesting. There was a band that I played like two weeks ago called Tetrarch, who I think eventually would be an amazing opener for Afterlife. They've kind of got the Lincoln Park vibes as well, but just yeah, I know, um, I know those uh, those guys. Uh, Diamond, yeah, Diamond, she's the guitar sick. player. She shreds. Yeah, she's super good. Um, she's got an ESP endorsement, which is sick. Um, yeah, she's she's super rules. That band is sick. But I thought that when I heard them, I was like, oh, I could hear this like opening an afterlife tour for sure. Um, but yeah. Well, in that case, uh, less uh, if if we're for doing stuff like that. Um, I've I've been really into that new Kingdom of Giants song, Passenger. Dude, oh, fuck I'm sorry, yeah. not Passenger. It's Sync. Uh, okay. From Passenger. Dude. So yeah, maybe I'll play toss Kingdom that of Giants. On and- yeah. That sounds great. Or we can go, or we can, I don't know if you gave it to Holofront, but I mean. I played them pretty recently, so I'm not going to. And I talk about them all the fucking time anyway, so honestly, (laughs) yeah, it's, you know, they're, yeah, they're extra special. They're just one of those bands that I just want to see crush the world. Um, But good people deserve good things, and I can 100% say that they're great guys. So, yeah, we'll play Kingdom of Giants, the new Kingdom of Giants song. That sounds fucking awesome. And uh, what song do you want? my boy Dana. Yeah, dude, Dana's so nice. I love him. He lives, like, a couple streets down from me, actually. Oh, no shit. That's great. We have yet to hang out, but he lives in the same neighborhood. Dude, and I never asked this question, but I'm going to play one of your songs on the way out. Which one do you want the people to listen to? Uh, well, I mean, for uh, we can just do throat for everyone that's not familiar with the band. I think that's a good, good first track for anyone to listen to. You got it, man. That sounds great. Well, dude, I love you, man. Thanks for being on the show today. Um, Thank you for having me, dude. Of course. Hold on one second, and I'll say goodbye to you properly off the air. But, dude, I hope you had a good time getting tucked. Dude, it's been great. Like seriously, like I'm looking at like how long I've been on the call for. It's an hour and a half. And it's felt like five minutes. It, it, it's felt like one of those conversations you just have with a friend and you just talk and you talk and you talk and you just like enjoy like it. There was no pressure this entire time. So thank yeah, you. Man. Thank you for having me. Dude, of course. I'm so happy to hear that you had a good time. And yeah, that's what all we want here is just everybody to enjoy themselves and feel like, you know, because that's what the fans need. They need to see that everybody's fucking normal. And, you know, that we all are equal and the same. And uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. So thanks for being on it, man. And uh, hold on one second and we'll, we'll say goodbye. So thank you, dude. Do we have to say goodbye? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to leave. All right, everybody. That was the show. 
Thank you to Tyler for taking the time to chat this week. He truly is one of the hungriest guys in the scene. I believe every word he sings and how badly he wants his band to be huge. He's kind to his fans, he works hard, and he has a great voice. Shout out to Tristan, Luke, and Andrew from Afterlife. I miss you dudes. I'm ready for some new tunes, and I think we will all be pleasantly surprised when we get to hear them. Shout out to Kingdom of Giants. This new song, Sync, is fantastic, and I'm very much looking forward to the new album. Everyone, go to Apple Music or Spotify and pre-save their new album, Passenger. Do it. It's easy. You have the time. Do it right now. If you want to hear your band on the Get Tucked podcast, please send the song to get tucked the podcast at gmail.com. It is much easier for me if it's already like in a Dropbox or Google Drive, but whatever, I can steal it otherwise. Next week on the show, we have my friend Michelle Baumval, or like I like to say, Baumval. <laughs> we met in 2017 on Warp Tour, and she is making a really great name for herself as a tour and merchandising manager. Touring is not just about the bands, but the great people who work with them. Very stoked to share this next conversation with you all. Tune in next week to Adobe Howl at 4 p.m. And remember to get tucked. I got you by the
Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard.